Hey everyone, welcome to Coffee with your counselors, Miss Deeds and Miss Amy. A time of the day where we can have a brain break together to think about how to care for ourselves and to interact with the world around us. Hope you enjoy our time together. Welcome to episode 10 of Coffee with the Counselors. Today's topic, we are going to tackle a very important issue that's very relevant with teens and adults alike. Um, we're going to talk about depression. So how are you doing today, Miss Amy? I'm doing good. I think there's only two weeks left of the semester, and I think people are excited about that, but probably feeling the stress of just wrapping up the semester and then going into a lot of uncertainties, you know, this winter time with COVID. And I think we all were hoping that maybe we'd be in a different place at the end of this year, but it kind of seems like we're going to a similar situation as last year, although there is hope with the vaccine and things coming out, but I'm sure people are feeling a lot of different things right now. So I think it's good that we kind of address specifically depression because it is something that is common that happens, you know, around this time of year too, into the winter months and into the holidays. Yeah, for sure. I know that even like deal in dealing with feelings of loss as well. I've talked to several students who are, are sad about the traditional things that happen um, with the school year at the end. Um, some students have shared that they're sad that they won't get to participate and the winter party and that time of being together and a part of the same community. But yeah, this season of life, you know, um, it's definitely challenging. And then with during usually November, December, um, no matter what holiday that you celebrate, usually it's a time of being together with people that you care about. And right now the CDC, you know, is recommending that people not gather and just stay home this year. Um, to prevent COVID from spreading. So, which is challenging because everything looks a little bit different. Um, but who says different can't also be enjoyable? <laughs> it's just about having a different kind of mindset to approach those things. But change is hard and um, can lead to a lot of different feelings for you to experience. So when we think about teen depression, what do you think, what comes to mind for you? Um, I think across the developmental stages of people, you know, depression does look similar in some ways, but there's something unique about um, depression in teenagers too, just because it is a very, I don't know, stressful stage of life with academics and kind of coming into who you are, um, exploring your identity and who your niche as relationships and friendships and navigating all those things. So I think along with that, because that's kind of like the typical stressors that teenagers face, but if you're actually going through depression, then it's that, that much harder to kind of face some of those issues with kind of a clear mindedness and with, you know, a positive outlook too, because I think you kind of need that positivity to be able to kind of go through things and explore things and yeah, get over difficulties, but it's just harder when you are having depressive thoughts or you're just in 
I guess, when you have like a low mood. So I think it's important to evaluate yourself and to think about like, how am I feeling? That self-evaluation piece is really, really important because I think it's sometimes the changes that you see that can indicate maybe that you're going through depression or that, you know, that you're not doing as well as before. So some of the signs could be, you know, before you might have been really motivated to do certain activities or really enjoyed like playing soccer or playing the piano or even hanging out with people. And again, it is harder these days because so many things have changed. And I think everyone in general has been going through a harder time, um, just not being able to be with one another. But um, all the more, I think we need to be keen to how we're feeling to see like, do I still enjoy those things? Or even if it's not those specific things, um, am I still finding things that I enjoy doing every day and that motivate me and that I find joy in? Yeah, for sure. I mean, having, being a teenager, I think, you know, brings about a lot of different feelings. And of course, it's okay to have moments of sadness. But if you are in those moments of sadness more than you're like feeling like you're motivated to do something or you're finding joy in something or you're learning something, but if you just feel kind of stuck for a period of time, then it's probably time to reach out to your parent or a trusted adult to kind of process those feelings and see if it's leading to something more because teenagers have ups and downs, right? And they experience a lot of different things and your body's changing and your relationships are probably changing. Um, so it's just a time of trying to figure out yourself to start. And then like, if you do notice that you are experiencing like loss of pleasure in activities, or you don't want to hang out with your friends anymore, or you're just wake, it's hard to get up and out of bed in the morning repeatedly every day, then it is time to reach out and, um, try to get some support and resources that, that you might need. Yeah. Um, I also think that really reaching out sooner than later is better because it's kind of a, I don't know if you call it like a double-edged sword, but the fact that depression is tied to motivation, the longer and the harder it gets, it will be harder to be motivated to reach out, you know? So I think earlier prevention strategies um, are good in that even when you're, even if it's just the regular everyday blues, you know? And like a period of time that you're not feeling yourself, reaching out to a friend and a parent or a counselor or someone you trust early on, just to kind of like let it be on their radar, I think is a good thing. Because sometimes when you're getting deeper and deeper into it, even though you know you need help, it's harder to reach out. You know, so doing it early on when you first sense that maybe something isn't right. What do you think those conversations would look like if you reached out? So like if I was a student and I needed to reach out for help, um, do you have any suggestions on what I might say to my parent or what I would say to this adult that I trust? Mm -hmm. Well, I really hope that there is at least somebody that people can go to. And if there isn't, then I guess Ms. Diedrich and I are saying that we are that person. So um, yeah, just kind of saying, hey, can I talk with you for a minute, whether it's your parents or a teacher or your friend, um, just giving, getting a safe time that you want to talk to them about something important and just in plain words saying, 
I just wanted you to know that I'm not, I feel like I haven't been myself these days and I feel like I should tell someone about it, you know, and then tell them what, why you don't feel the same anymore. You know, I'm, I feel like I'm really losing motivation. I don't really want to do my schoolwork and it's really hard to get out of bed. So do you have any suggestions with your parents? Um, maybe it could just be that they're kind of checking in on you, but if you feel like it's getting, um, harder and harder to do those things. And maybe even seeking out a counselor or a therapist that's beneficial, you know? And I think sometimes that there is a stigma like, oh no, what if I need therapy? But let me tell you, we all need therapy. We all need therapists. We all need people to talk to. And a counselor is just someone you go to, to talk. It's like amazing. You just to go and talk about anything with them and you have that therapeutic relationship. So it's not like they really... It would be different as a family member or a friend because it's kind of like they carry that weight with you. But like with a counselor, they're solely there just to listen to you. You know, that's their profession and that's your relationship with them. So really, I feel like it's a healthy way to just say anything you want without worrying about what they're going to think about you or that they're going to tell somebody else. You know, there's that confidentiality that you can trust too. So yeah, it's a different relationship that I think that people really do need and it's healthy. So we want to break that stigma that if you go to see a therapist or a counselor, then there's something terribly wrong with you or that you're abnormal or something like that. But let's normalize therapy because everyone needs it. Yeah, for sure. What about to those students out there that um, maybe their parents aren't super supportive? And maybe their parents don't believe in mental health. I know I've talked to some students before and they're like, oh, my parents don't believe in mental health. What would you say to them? Uh, I would say that, well, parents have their own cultural backgrounds and life experiences too. So some parents might just need more psychoeducation and learning about depression and therapy and things like that. So I can see that sometimes some students might not have Um, that kind of support that they're wanting from their parents. But I guess it just takes a slow, consistent conversation with them um, just to let them know to a degree how you're feeling. And even if it's not your parents, there are other trusted adults and people that you can talk to that can also mediate that conversation with your parents as well. Um, So... I guess it depends on what stage and, you know, or the relationship between the student and parent. But I do think that eventually it would be healthy to have a conversation with parents because students really need the support of their parents in this as well. Yeah, this year we're lucky to have um, Carly Mirabelli with us. She is our psychology intern and um, she does therapy with students and she is a free resource to us. Um, here at uni. So if you do feel like you need to talk to somebody, but you're unsure, um, that might be a really great place to start. And when you, another thing with therapy, um, when you start therapy, it's not like you're going to divulge every single thing about yourself, probably in the first session, right? It's really about gaining a relationship with your therapist so that they can get to know you. And they're not going to provide you with these like earth shattering (laughs) ideas or advice probably, but they're going to help you like shift your thinking, right? Make you think about your own problems in a different way so that you can come up 
with your own solutions. Like they really want to empower you so that you can feel good about yourself and your choices. And sometimes therapy with depression isn't enough. And some people need to have medication or see their doctor, consult with their doctor, um, because it's more of like a hormonal balance in their brain. And if that's the case, then we would recommend that you, you know, have that conversation with your parent and then meet with your primary care doctor to tell them like, Hey, this is what's been going on with me. Like, do you have any suggestions? Do you have any resources for me? And have that conversation as well. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, if, if your depression gets worse and lots of times people don't reach out for help, um, they just talk with their, their peers and why that is not always like, it's great to talk to your peers. It's great to have empathy for your, your friends, but your friends are also teenagers, right? And they, um, they have limits, right? And sometimes that extra weight on your friend then becomes an overwhelming feeling for them, right? Yes. And I think that's why I was trying to choose make words carefully before too, when I was talking about um, the difference between like your peers and therapy, because I do think that there are boundaries for peers as well. And uh, as much as we carry the load for one another, sometimes that load can be overwhelming for everybody. And you need a professional to step in to make that load lighter for you as well as the people around you too. But if, if you get to a point where you- you're having like suicidal thoughts or something like that, there are definitely resources available to you at your fingertips. Um, There is a crisis hotline, there is a text line. And, you know, if you feel like you or your friend is in immediate danger, you can always go to like the emergency room for an assessment. Um, Because the, the priority would be for them to be safe, right? If you, if me and Miss Amy were at home texting and she told me that she was feeling suicidal and then she stopped responding to me and it's nine 30 at night. And she told me that she had a plan or something like I shouldn't go to bed and just talk to somebody tomorrow about it. Right. Cause there's an immediate safety concern. I need to make sure that she's safe tonight. So I need to call her parents, tell my parents, if neither of them are available, um, I can call the police and do some sort of wellness check to make sure that she isn't, she's safe and um, for tonight. And I can make sure I see her tomorrow at school. Yeah. And I think the phone number to the National Suicide Lifeline is 1-800-273-TALK, T-A-L-K. And I think the, I think the suicide text line is 741741. And then you're connected with a crisis counselor. So there's definitely a spectrum from low mood all the way to self-harming thoughts, right? So I think it's just a matter, like we said earlier, about people being introspective about how you're doing and really evaluating the stressors that you're going through. Um, versus if, is this something different than what is normal for you? Can you think of some signs that students might be going toward the direction of depression? Definitely. Like if you are participating in things and you stopped 
doing so, or let's say we used to have lunch together every Wednesday and now I'm just like not as into it and I don't ever come or like hygiene. Um, if your hygiene is impaired or like if you notice that people aren't brushing their teeth or aren't brushing their hair, or if your friend's telling you like, hey, I'm having a really hard time sleeping, like insomnia can be a a sign or too much sleep. Um, sometimes the signs are confusing, right? Because it's like too much sleep or not enough sleep or eating too much or not eating. Um, usually it's one extreme or the other. Like they used to say like if people gain weight, but also if people lose weight, that can be a sign as well. So really just changes in behavior in general are always good to check in with your friends because usually there's something going on behind um, the scenes that maybe you don't know about, and maybe they don't feel ready to share, but at least, you know, again, practicing that empathy of, Hey, I, I noticed this and I see you and I want to be here for you are all things that if I knew, like, if I was struggling with it and a friend said something to me, I know that I would be like, okay, um, thank you. I appreciate your support. Um, maybe if I'm not ready to talk about it, I at least know that they're there for me when I am ready. Mm -hmm. So I think we just really wanted to address and put this episode out there for students because we know, again, that this is just a hard time. But more than anything, we just want everyone to know that we are here for you and we really care about you. And that's why we want to address these things, because we want you to know that there are resources out there for you, that you're not alone. And you don't have to walk this road alone or feel alone either. So I know a lot of times people have been wondering how do they reach out to us as counselors. And as just a reminder, we're just one email away. So if you need to talk or if you just want to touch base, if you have any questions about anything, even if you just want to sit in silence, I'm totally fine with silence too. So um, yes. So please just email us if you want to make an appointment and then we'll definitely schedule you for a time to check in and hang out. Yes. And although depression isn't always like a walk on the beach, right? Something like super desirable. It is something that we need to make sure we shine light on and bring awareness to because there are a lot of people who do experience it. Um, I think it's like one out of every or people will have like symptoms of depression within their lifetime. So, you know, out of me, Miss Amy, Lisa and Courtney, one of us will experience it at some point. And um, it's important to kind of keep that into perspective. I know I've done an activity in class before, like if you like have every fourth person stand up and it really puts into perspective, like how many people are dealing with this kind of issue. Um, so thank you for joining us on our journey today. And we hope that you've learned something. And if you are feeling um, like you are experiencing some changes and want to talk about it, please do reach out. Thanks, everyone. 